what if I told you that there was a way to have your firm be selling itself 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year? Well, guess what? There is. And it's through the power of your website and SEO. Like Annette Shotty of Lockwell said, SEO won't win you, win you many Scrabble games, but it can be the secret to success for your firm. And that's why I'm super excited to have Seth Price with me today. Seth is not only an accomplished attorney, but also a transformational thought leader, the founding partner of the business side of Price Benowitz LLP, as well as the founder and CEO of Blue Shark Digital. Seth took a two-person law firm and scaled it up to 40 lawyers in less than a decade. And now he takes that same digital power that he used to build his own firm to create a best-in-class digital agency focused on the legal sector in Blue Shark Digital. Today, he'll be talking to us about how you avoid the Internet Witness Protection Program, aka page two of Google. So all things SEO and growing your firm along those lines. Seth, thank you so much for joining me today. Great to be here, Jordan. And as Seth mentioned before we started, we were hanging out in St. Louis last week. We did not plan the timing of this to work out so perfectly, but we did have, I had a blast at Max Lockon. I'm sure you did as well. No, it was, it was awesome. And it was so cool to come back. And I've been in many different podcasts. I've never seen the marketing for a live event like this to be as cool as this one was. It was like, I was like, I got to see this one. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm on it. It was pretty cool. There we go. So awesome. All right. Uh, la our last episode aired over a week ago because we were all in St. Louis last week. It was how law firms are like marriages, talking about law firm mergers and splits with Brian Hausman. That aired last week. So if you're interested in growing your firm that way, or unfortunately dealing with a split, or maybe fortunately dealing with one, you want to check out some of the insight that Brian had to share. But now I want to dive in with Seth about SEO. So look, I've heard your story a bunch, but I love it every time. And I'm sure other people haven't. So can you walk us through a little bit of this Price Benowitz creation and where it started and where it's been now? Sure. You know, a little, you know, between 10 and 15 years ago, a college law school buddy, I went to UPenn with fraternity brother, and we took the same year off before law school, ended up in law school together and in the same law school section. He's a lawyer's lawyer. He loves to practice. He geeks out on it, was trained at the public defender service in uh, DC and really just his favorite place is the courtroom. And I was the opposite. I spent my, all my days trying to figure out how not to practice law. I went to law school when the economy was in doldrums, uh, you know, in, in you know way, way back. And uh, my dad was a lawyer; it seemed like a thing to do. But I really loved the business side, and so we decided to divide and conquer. And it was through building websites, tinkering with it. There was no roadmap for SEO in those days, um, but it was just figuring out what worked through trial and error. Was able to build, you know, first one website and then a family of websites that each time added a lawyer and eventually practice groups to the firm. I love it. And so it's funny because obviously those of you that know my story, pretty similar to Seth, obviously uh, he is way more established than I am, but my wife is, is my version of Benowitz. She loves the actual legal work. And I am like you where I did the prosecutor's office, but then I was like, all right, had enough time in court. I'm done. So I did, I did big law for a few years, but uh, it was, it was not for me. My, my legal chops came from my law clinic uh, third year of law school where I was six and zero, oh, and decided to mic drop and walk away. Love it. So in terms of SEO, in terms of building these websites, in terms of using that as a growth strategy for firms, I kind of want to start here. Are there specific practice areas that you see benefit more from SEO than others? Or is it basically in any practice area can use this no, as a growth? It, great question. One that I, I deal with a lot. And, you know, as, as you, just like you, I love this stuff. So to me, it's not, if somebody says, should I be doing SEO? The answer is not always yes. 
Um, if some, you know, SEO is best suited for B2C law firms. We started with a criminal practice. And so that's the best, right? Nobody wants to talk about a DUI they got. They're not going to their general counsel. They may not be talking to friends and family. They're going directly to the internet. So to me, that was sort of, we lucked into, I think, the epicenter of the ideal, you know, avatars, for lack of a better term, of somebody looking for legal help online. But all B2C work, whether it be criminal, um, PI, family, trust in the state's immigration, all of those areas have people who may know of referral people, but also are coming online. And there's, you know, I look at it like this. If the most, if the highest percentage of those looking might be in criminal, PI has a lot of people looking, but some might get sopped up by TV. Some are talking to their friends who are very excited to talk to them about the fact they got a check. You know, maybe it goes to family next. That's also sort of like some people go to friends and family. Some don't want to talk to friends and family. And maybe if you go down that curve, trust in states might be the lowest in the sense that many, many people go through financial advisors or friends and family, but some and still a substantial percentage go through the web. And that's, you know, sort of to me, the sweet spot. That's the target. There are areas outside of that in the B2B space where I generally don't recommend it. Not that it's going to hurt you. And if you love doing SEO, building content and links are always going to help in one sense. But if you're looking at like, hey, I got five grand a month. Should I spend it on SEO? Or should I, if I'm a B2B lawyer, buy season tickets? If there are a hundred lawyers or a hundred, I'm sorry, a hundred general counsels in town that could help you, each one needs to be taken out for dinner, invited to a game, to a club, a private like eating club, whatever you can do, because if it's a limited number of people or decisions are being made in the B2B fashion, it's much more of a jump for SEO. Only if somebody says, you know what, I've done all of that first stuff, maybe, maybe, but generally SEO is not the first thing for most B2B lawyers. I love that. I mean, because that really is exactly what it boils down to. I mean, if you want to show up more on Google or whatever other search engine, is that how your client's going to look for an attorney? And so you're so, it's so correct about that criminal one, because obviously uh, very few people are willing to announce to everybody they know, like, oh my God, I just got arrested. So, so when it comes to, so let's say we've got somebody who's in that practice area, they're B2C, they've got the opportunity for SEO. Is there a next step of who it fits best for? I mean, beyond, beyond B2C. Right. I mean, I see the world very generally in the B2C world and the B2B world. So for lawyers, those are my two buckets. There are exceptions, which may not be intuitive. So for example, in the SSDI space, while I've heard of people who have done well through SEO in the, B2, in the, in the B2C SSDI space, generally that's a paid search component more than it is organic the people who are sort of looking and the reason why some of those lead gen companies have done so well is ethically as a lawyer you can't make a website that looks like the ssdi office but many of the b2b many of the lead gen companies do and put ads at the top people are just clicking hey i need money i need money and are less likely to search further down whereas in pi it's a, a you know you might be paid search at the top or, or even the new lsas organic will be a mix and you're not cut out so that's one example on the other side there's always, you know, um, people on the B2B side who crush it, who shouldn't. So this isn't what you would think of as SEO, but it is SEO. There's a blog called the Connecticut Employment Lawyer Blog by, um, by a guy named Dan Schwartz. He's friends with a lot of us in the uh, Maxwell community, especially those from Connecticut. He has arguably the best blog in the country on its employment law, sports, family, pop culture, all brought together. So even though, you know, 
employment defense is the ultimate B2B area and not one ripe for SEO. He, by doing great content, which is really half the SEO game we'll probably talk about in a minute, has accomplished things that are unprecedented and put himself out there as a national figure and certainly a regional figure and built a B2B practice that has made him a partner, a premier firm that he wouldn't have had but for that. I love that. And I mean, and I love the part you talked about, like incorporating some of that personality, you know, the sports, the lifestyle stuff into it. I mean, you give people a feel of you and hopefully you get a number of people that like you, but so be it. All right. So we've got this firm. We're in that B2B space that makes sense. We want to get more search engine optimization. We want to rank better on Google and other search engines. If we are starting from complete scratch, we have nothing. It is day one of our firm, but we've got a budget. We know that's what we need. Like, where should we start in terms of building that great SEO? So a B2B, B2C firm, I think any firm, first thing is a, is a website. Ideally, WordPress, if you don't know the resources, just get a Wix thing up. Get a site up because age of the domain, even GoDaddy, for God's sakes, anything. Get 10 pages of content, let it age. The age of a domain, brand new domains. You talk about the witness protection program. You want to be in the witness protection program. Having a brand new website, best place to find yourself in the witness protection program. It may not be page two. It may be page eight, nine, ten. So the first thing is age the domain. Um, the, another sort of tricky piece is, let's say you're not starting brand new, but you're starting off, you're breaking off from another partner, and that partner's name is in the domain, and you happen to, you know, if you don't get the domain, you got to buy a new one and age it. If you do get it, there's also a jump when you are pointing it. It can be done, and you can redirect domains. Another place that's sort of like, hey, get an age domain that Google knows, understands, and trusts. That's your first piece to being not buried somewhere um, and ironically, or, or sort of, you know, we are also seeing, we call it the sandbox. That's the term of art when you're in a sandbox and it takes somewhere between three to nine months to leave that sandbox. Um, I can't prove it and there haven't been any white papers on it, but paid search is one way to get yourself out of the sandbox quicker. So ironically, if you're really stuck, you got nothing going on and do a modest amount of paid search PPC, that traffic can signal to Google and very often get you out of that sandbox quicker so in a less competitive market when there aren't a lot of people saying hey pick me for this that's one way to sort of get yourself in play faster well and also correct me if i'm wrong if you've got you know there's a component of ppc that talks about the user experience and page scores there's a component of seo that talks about the user experience so you can actually utilize those two things together to drive some really good value in both directions yeah, I mean, in general, look, do the right thing, add value, that's going to work. So the quality score in PPC is have relevant content, right? That's that's getting your, your quality score up and your click cost down. And then the organic side, it's high quality content. So sister concepts, and it's like, continue to add value. Are we sending somebody on a paid search or something irrelevant just to sucker them and get the money? That's going to be bad and get you a low quality score. And similarly, if you put up crappy thin content, that's not going to fly either as Google gets more and more sophisticated. So, you know, first aged an age domain, but the fundamentals of SEO haven't changed that much over the last 10 years. How you're applied, how you do it, lots of nuances. But if you speak to Google and you, you read their Twitter feed now and before it was public speeches by, by, um, by Matt and such, you're dealing with content and links. Those are the two biggest factors. There's the coding on the site, the technical side, and that is significant and can be a big differentiator. But at the end of the day, if you've got nothing, 
whether it's a Wix site or God, God bless a, a WordPress site, which is what we recommend, it's the idea if you add content and you add links, those are the things. So when I started, there was no playbook. And again, the world has changed. It's much harder to do. But if you write content and you don't have enough money to hire somebody, write it yourself. Have a spouse do it if they love to write. Whatever, have one of your law clerks write it. Get content that makes sense and is relevant for what you want. And then Google has to say, hey, they, Google wishes we were in a linkless world, but we're not. So those links are like votes. You know, it's like who's most popular in junior high school? And you're looking to say, who can you say likes your work? And so, for example, my law partner is a pretty interesting case going on right now that CNN is enamored by. That's a pretty cool thing. It's great to be on CNN. Google theoretically reads your name, but every day when he speaks to the producer, I'm like, can you get a link today? That's the vote that says you're authoritative in the eyes of somebody really famous. It may not be CNN for everybody. It may be the local chamber of commerce. It may be every directory. When I started, I had more time than money. I looked up every single legal directory. That's not always perfect and a lot of them are pay to play, but there are right. plenty of places that are free that are out there that you could probably eke a link or find some links and smaller markets. Those few links could really make a difference. I'm imagining a post-it note like next to your calendar that's just like, make sure Benowitz gets that link from CNN today. Like, I want that. I want that follow link. It, it's more than that. It's a, it's a like it's a text. It's a call. It's like, you know, oh, they said they can't do it. I'm like, you've gotten them before. Here's an example. Please show them. You know, if you're if you're going to spend your morning sitting in a studio, the least they can do is give you some love. Yeah. So all right. So content and links. Um, so from a content standpoint, what advice, insight, wisdom do you have on what content to put forward? You know, for me, you're, you're thinking about what are people searching for? And so I'd say there's the money, there's the money keywords. If you're in Orlando and you're doing criminal, Orlando criminal lawyer may be the money sort of term that makes you the most money. And if you have a page, first it has to be title tagged, right? It's the one place you could sort of say to Google, hey, with a certain number of characters, this is what the page is about, a description, your H1s, not as important as they used to be, but all everything to say to Google and hit them over the head, this page is about an Orlando criminal lawyer. Orlando criminal lawyer is what this page is about. So when the bot comes through, there's no confusion. They're like, is this a criminal page or a DUI page? I see a little bit of each. No, here's a page about one thing. And then once you've said to them, hey, this is about one thing in a competitive market, it may be, hey, let's not just make this a our minimum is 500 words for your mother page with all the different you know competitors you have in that market now the question is can you have something maybe elongated for that page it's additional in-depth contents on different nuances one of the ways I, I like thinking of it is almost like an overture of a symphony um or you know when you see you hear a bunch of the music you're going to hear later um here are the 10 things you're going to learn about and then you could use smart internal linking to take people to those internal pages where there's a lot more information about each of those concepts would be drugs dui you know embezzlement whatever it is you're going for and then each of those have a landing page and the idea being the more specific you get let's say hypothetically and i'm using this that dui is an important component of a criminal practice in the old days we might have a separate criminal and dui site that has not been favored. Google wants to see that one great one. But, you know, when you go one off your homepage and you now have a, a folder on DUI, it's almost like a site within a site. So you, you have your criminal site as a triangle and then you one off of it to DUI. And rather than a whole site on separate site on it, you now have an entire pyramid of content from that Orlando DUI lawyer and having all that information come 
from that place and then build that. And one day you decide, you know what? I want to own Sarasota as well. And then, then you end up with these multiple silos or sites within sites. So when you say one off from the homepage, you mean one click? One click. So if it's jordan.com backslash DUI, Jordan backslash backslash drugs, so that it's not, if the homepage is referring to, you know, criminal law in Orlando, using that, I, I hope I'm, I'm just using that as a general idea, then one off the homepage is one backslash, one click, you're there. And even though it's not the homepage, it's directly off the homepage. Gotcha. Makes total sense. So in terms of figuring out what those money keywords are, is there a way to do that in advance? I mean, some of it, you know, right? I mean, you do all sorts of research and figure stuff out, but to a certain extent, there are certain things you, you, you know, if you're a DUI lawyer, a criminal lawyer, it's your home geo and that with lawyer. That said, after you leave the obvious, you know, after Cap Captain Obvious leaves the room, then we can get into some more detailed things about how do we get there? And these are some of the things that geeks like me think about all night. You know, do we need a separate page for a lawyer and attorney, singular, plural? Because there are four versions of each one that you want. And that when you do, for example, if you want to make yourself feel good about traffic stats, you know, one of, one of my first sites was dccriminallaw.com. Um, DC when you do law instead of lawyer, there's a lot of traffic, law students looking, people, you know, but for you, for, for end users, for lawyers, we care about the buying unit. And generally right. the buying unit is looking for that practitioner, lawyer or attorney to solve their problem. So law and other general terms gets lots of traffic, but the lawyer term is generally where we've seen over time, the buying unit be there. And those are the words what I call money terms that are so important if you wanna get the phone to ring with qualified buyers. You made a comment about the four. So were you talking about lawyer, lawyers, attorney, attorneys? Correct. Okay. So, um, I mean, like I'm a big fan of answer the public. I know you've got Google trends. Like, are there any other, any tools that you specifically think make I, I, the most I'm, sense? I'm agnostic to that. Meaning okay. whatever, gotcha. whatever you like, there's no shortage of every once in a while I go down the TikTok funnel and, and then like there are people there with all sorts of really cool new new tools that some some of which work some of which don't that's a great area if you have if you have the time just to keep experimenting and i'm always having my team push and look for different ways to accomplish that goal because there's no one magic answer and you sort of want to crowdsource it because i take right. all data with a grain of salt you know number of page views from google when you get under a hundred doesn't really it's never really made much sense so you take everything with a grain of salt you put it together but you also know when you speak to people on the phone and you see what if you do paid search that you know used to get a lot more data google cut it down but it, you know if you can you know ask people when they call they never remember but start trying to figure out what are the, from the money point of view and then as it goes down one of the things i've always done on the paid search is add negative keywords over time right so again i don't want to get distracted with paid but thinking about what people might be searching for that makes you money and thinking about what people are searching for that doesn't make you money. Not that you don't want pages on non-monetizable things because there can be great traffic that is SEO benefits, but it's not going to, it's not going to make the phone ring the way the money searches do generally. Well, or a free criminal defense attorney in Orlando might be a little bit different of a search than exactly. criminal defense in Orlando. Right. I, look, I was the guy who answered the phone at price balance when it first started. It was me and a cell phone. That's all there was. And what I would say is, as, as, you know, was, was always like, 
hey, would you like a, a, um, a paid private attorney or a free public defender? I'd emphasize it just that way. And I'd be quiet. And I could tell based on how long before somebody started to speak, whether or not they had money. It was unbelievable. The only person that would throw me off is a Southerner because the Southerners spoke with that Southern drawl. So they still might have money, but they're just Southern. But in the Northeast or Mid-Atlantic where we were, like you literally could tell. And the idea is people tell you they want a public defender. That's great. There's nothing wrong with it. Go get them help, have a referral list, tell them where to go. But right. you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna do them any good. It's not gonna do you any good and helping your team figure that out. So I love it. I'll give you one last example along those sure. lines. If you think about an area that has a ton of has a ton of search traffic, red light cameras in our area and speed cameras. Florida's probably too too egalitarian, or they're they're not going to do that in Florida. But with us, we have these cameras that take pictures and give you a fine of anywhere from seventy five to two hundred and fifty dollars for a photo, no points, which is what you get you to pay it. And you would think that people are more indignant about getting those than people facing life imprisonment for a drug charge, right? So people are very passionate about it and it's great for traffic and it's great to give information, but we have taken the phone number off those pages because we don't want to speak to them. We can't do them any good and they don't want to hear that, but I love giving the free information. And as long as it's put that way, you want to be very careful. You don't just put it up there as a trick, but if you really say, Hey, there's no good answer. There are no points associated with this is what you need to know. We can't help you with it, but we want you to know. You don't want right. the bad review for somebody calling. We've actually had this. To this day, I still have a bad review from somebody who called up because we couldn't help them with their camera ticket. I'm like, it's not that we can't. It's not cost effective. Believe it or not, this guy was in a beach house for a weekend with my law partner. He's a real estate agent. I called and said, hey, would you mind taking this? Review? No, not going to do it. And I'm just like, hey, the world is me is filled with crazy people. So not giving them a hook to go off on you is helpful. Traffic good non-monetizable traffic to your intake center bad makes total sense all right so anything else insight on content before we move over into some insight on on links you know I, i'd say figure out where your passions lie i always say to people they ask me all the time at a mac uh, or other place should i you know it was blog should i write content for my site the first question i look them straight in the eye i say do you like to write once again if there's a pause or a no but if there's a pause it's not going to happen outsource it. I mean, I'm saying you shouldn't read it. You want to read it to make sure you keep your bar license, your voice, all that stuff. But it's never going to happen. If you don't like to write, I'm not a writer. Um, it, it just won't happen. You know, we do a ton of blue shark about transcribing content. Right. Great. If that works for you, but make sure, because literally I'm guilty of this. My law partner says, I'm going to start a podcast and we did two episodes and I think the rest is hash marks. So for, for his personal thing, if you like to write great, otherwise you have a blog with one or two posts and nothing afterwards, and it doesn't do anybody any good. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, everybody. That's why there's a live show right now because I don't want to write. I like talking to people. I'm with you. That's why we get along. There we go. All right, so let's talk about links. So when we're talking about links, we are talking about other websites linking to your website. We're talking right. about linking your website to your website. We're talking well, about your website linking out. Both are significant. Okay, all three all are factors. Okay. I'll take them in reverse order. Sure. Linking out, in fact, there was just something from Google saying, don't worry as much about it. It's been something that for years people said, hey, link out to powerful places like Wikipedia. You know, um, the, the, the recent Twitter post from Google, if you're reading their tea leaves, say that is not going to move the needle. I still like being part of the conversation doesn't sound like a terrible thing. 
Right. That's the first piece, reverse order. Second, internal linking can be very, very powerful. It's something that helps the Google bot get into your content, make sure it can see the relevant content, what makes, you know, it gets the, the Google bot and the user around your site to be able to find content. Very, very important. And can for more competitive markets be an incredibly uh, significant factor. But that said, the granddaddy is the inbound links, the links coming from different places. So it's great that I'm on your on your podcast, but a link back from you is great. It's great to have a podcast, but it's the links that you can get being in the directory, getting your podcast or clips of your podcasts out. Those inbound links, incredibly important as a vote of confidence from Google to say, hey, this is this is worthy from this source. Different levels, your local dry cleaner worth a lot less than the Chamber of Commerce, worth a lot less than national news outlet. You always want better, but local is also good getting other people in your community to show that local that local love can help you get that that all important three pack positioning so the three pack well not which is the map pack the three listings after the map while that is not technically organic seo organic seo the content and links is a significant if not the most significant weight on whether or not you get in there so as you're building your content, as you're building your links, the, the, the authority of your site is a factor as to whether or not you hit that all important three pack. There are other things, but that's one where for regular SEO, um, as far as the organic listings, the more authoritative the site, the better. But for the local, showing something within that local ecosystem of business and commerce and links is important as well. So, and you may know, I mean, you definitely know this better than me. You may know this specific answer better than me. So I know for a long time, Avo used to give you the follow link from answering questions, and then they went away from that. I don't know if they intentionally did it that way to get people answering questions or not, but well, I know sure, that was a huge... Sure. Well, they okay. gave a lot of follow links. Yeah. And then they then there were a couple of things where Fine Law got, got slammed for selling their links. You're not supposed to sell links, period. You're not supposed to buy links. Gotcha. Um, and Fine Law was atrocious and, you know... At being one of their biggest advertisers, Thompson Reuters, the story goes that they said, hey, you can't put us in the, in the dungeon. We can't be, you know, in witness protection. You had to get us back. So Avo started sculpting it. But something that uh, I remember from the early days of SEO, everyone was so excited about these Avo badges. Now, anytime I got a badge, anyway, at Blue Shark, we would strip that badge. So it's a pretty badge, but we're not putting the code on the back of it. No, thank you. Right. That that badge you put on your site to say, hey, I'm a 10 out of 10 out of Avo, had two follow links on it. If you just put pasted it, one to the Avo homepage, making it the FU authoritative site in law from a, right, with all these inbound links. And the second, the bottom half, going to the landing page on Avo for your area, for Orlando criminal lawyer, for example. So, you know, you ever wonder why does Avo come up ahead of you in the local search? Right. That's because all these people who are respected lawyers are putting a freaking badge on their site with these, you know, um, with, you know, the, this Trojan horse of a link, putting the link juice over. It was crazy. Violates every one of Google's rules. If you, if you get almost too big to fail, they got away with it. And for years that was there. So my two cents is if you ever get a badge from somebody for an award, great, have your graphics by it. If you can't figure it out, send it to me or Jordan, I'm sure it'll help you guys do this. Get, have the graphic there but get rid of the nonsense code that's linking back to those people because all you're doing and the thing, the negative thing about link juice is on the homepage is you don't want a traffic to be going, but second, you don't want to support somebody who you're competing against because you are competing against that Avo 
Orlando criminal lawyer page against your homepage. And then finally, there is a certain amount where it is actually taking value away from you with those outbound links. It's not like one link's gonna kill you, don't get me wrong, but it is something to keep an eye on. It was not benevolent, it was genius. That being said, starting in 2022, you can get the Seth and Jordan Award for people we think are cool. It's just a thumbs up of one of our hands. Exactly. No, no, but that, it, it, it is it is it is maniacal, but it was real and it still is. Yeah. I'm always amazed. Makes perfect sense. All right. So in terms of that link building, look, obviously, you know, the the higher quality news sources, um, you know, the dot edus, like what else do people have to think about in terms of what links are the best? Uh, I mean, like if you get to, to me, it's like you become a link whore. The question is, where do you find those links? You know, kid, literally, there was a color splash at my kid's middle school. Uh, one of those races where you start with a white t-shirt, people shoot colors at you. And they yep. wanted money. And they were trying to get, you know, $25, $50, $100. And they had, and this is very common for schools, they had a... Um, a, a separate, you know, middle school color splash website. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's good. But how about we have the club page that's on the actual county website? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dot gov. It's a gazillion pages with a gazillion pages in. It's authoritative as it gets. And I said, hey, if you can, instead of messing around with this nonsense website that nobody visits except for like to register for the event, if we can go on that club page and thank your sponsors, I, I think I'm going to find a few people who may want to sponsor that because that is incredibly valuable. We became the largest sponsor of the color spots, gladly so, because you know that that it, it moved from a, a, a dom, you know a domain value of three from a random page put up for this color war race to something that's in the 70s or 80s that's the county you know is the county school system site that's an incredibly powerful site probably more powerful than a lot of small universities and that you know it's thinking creatively stop with the um, mention in the brochure at the fundraiser and move to how can we digitally show google because google can't read the brochure but they sure as hell can read, you know, the icon. And again, it doesn't have to be spammy. It could be your firm icon. It could be if you're lucky enough to get the words about what you do in there. But you, the key is don't get greedy. Don't put something that's ridiculously spammy. There's a competitor who does very lowbrow work who actually helped found my kid's baseball team, V Baseball League. And he, you know, at the bottom, it was general counsel of, you know, DC injury lawyer. I mean, it's complete spam. It looks ridiculous. And not that have I gone over the line a few times, I'm sure I have, but anything you can do to make it part of the conversation and not complete as my, you know, seven-year-old say cringe, stay away from cringe, try to have something that and cringe is the, the old spammy. Don't come off as spammy. People in the inside may know what you're doing fine. But right. make it part of the conversation and not so absurd that, you know, why is there, you know, something like this at the bottom of the page, you know, min keep that to an absolute minimum. I'm just cracking up. I'm imagining that they're like, all right, for the first five years of this color world, we raised like seven bucks. And then in year six, we got in touch with Seth and Mr. Price and his team donated thousands of dollars for all these links for all the clients. And so now like well, and, that's and it, their line. Yeah, it's, it's not being abusive. It's not, you're not gonna, you don't want all the links in one place. You want it to be conversational, but 
if, it, if it's a Montgomery County school district and you have the, you know, here are the people that can help you because Lord knows I get enough of these calls of kids getting arrested or parents needing a will or sadly out of COVID, a lot of parents getting divorced. Those are at least contextually relevant. If I try to put the Orlando DUI lawyer in the middle of the Montgomery County color splash war, that comes off as cringe, spammy, and we try not to do that. We try to put stuff that is relevant. Going back to your point earlier, that like, just like you'd want the, the quality score and the PPC to be there, think of it, is this a good quality score? And if it's not, think twice. Again, there are times to push the, push the envelope, but I always look at it as our job as, an, as a third-party SEO. So when I do it myself, I want to take a chance on something it's me but most people i can't even with enough sort of signature sign-offs take risks that would hurt people my goal is never to wake up the next day and have everything down it's a little bit more conservative the analogy i would make is if you've ever renovated a, a unit like for rental or for resale and it's one thing if you do your in your own house and you have to fix an outlet and you have your electrician come and you're just going to have your handyman do it who cares right but if you're reselling if you're going to put a tenant in there and you're doing electrical work and that house burns down and they find out you didn't pull a permit, you're done, right? You, you, you hope you have enough insurance for something like that. It's similarly here. I, you know, I, I, you know, there are times to pull a permit and there are times when you do something sort of quick and dirty and knowing, you know, hey, if you're, you're putting up a piece of drywall, is that likely to come back and bite you too much? No. But if you're, if you're, you know, if you're moving the sewer line, that may be a time that you actually want some somebody other than you to check the box. And that, that's sort of how I live life digitally. Makes total sense. So anything else you want to make sure that we share with our listeners and watchers here about that SEO, about the content, about the link building, about the best practices? I mean, look, you, the, the great thing about it is the further you dive in, the more there is to do. I am a true believer in the Nike saying, just do it. Start writing content, start obtaining links. There's not a magic answer of what it is, but if you start doing it and get yourself familiar with it, it does two things. One, it can build you up. And second, you can figure out what you like to do and what you want to outsource. Because the truth is, you know, that's how I created Blue Shark. It's like, I loved it, I did it, and I want to do it at scale. And what's so hard, and it's just true, we've heard a lot about this at Max Law, especially during the um, mastermind days, keeping retaining talent so incredibly difficult. So I, today, I can't even hire, if I said I need another quote unquote SEO, I've had an ad out for nine months. They don't grow on trees and those that respond to the ad are generally garbage that have the title from some larger think tank or organization like AARP. They don't even know what they're doing. So to me, I was, my philosophy was, it was I, I trained from the ground up because I was so sick of that turnover. And that's what essentially became Blue Shark. If you have and can maintain an in-house team, there are incredible margins that can be gained from that. It's just the lack of stability because if you heard my talk with Tyson, then you're left with somebody who is essential to your business that can't be replaced or essentially that team is no longer. So it's always a balancing act, um, I think. But the more that you sort of start to partake, you become an educated consumer. And whether you do it yourself or whether you outsource it, the more you understand it, the better off you'll be. So, and that brings up a great question. How much of, uh, it sounds like a lot of this SEO is sort of a, everybody has a little bit of their unique technique. And so it sounds like if you bring this in-house and when you turn over to the next person, you might be undoing so much work. Whereas bringing in a blue shark or a company like that, there's going to be a lot more consistency among how you're trying to build, or is that not so much well, the case? It, 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 there's a lot of stuff wrapped up in there, right? First, okay. does the person know what they're doing at all? 
period, right? They're playing more often than not. Somebody comes and says, oh, they were a charlatan because it doesn't take a lot to snow somebody. Like somebody could come to me and tell me what I need for my health insurance package. I'm nodding my head. Dude, is it really what I need? I won't know until somebody has a catastrophic issue. And then you, you really find out. So there's that. There's the fact that very few people are masters of everything. Somebody might be great at PPC, but they might not be great at SEO. They might be great at content creation, but they're not great at, at links. So, you know, the, there's a theory and I'm sure that there are examples of people that do it all well. It just, it is a very hard balance and most people can't tell. Not that there's not a reason to take a shot at it, especially with limited resources, but when you start doing the math on what it costs, and this is, you know, with any of this stuff, you know, what it costs to outsource versus, you know, keep it in-house. It, it, you know, like if you find somebody who's doing the work, then there's a margin for a business. You know, if you have an employee, there's margin for all of your sick days and office turnover and things like that. Everybody has to balance it for themselves. So I don't want to say like there's never a possible way to do it yourself. People right. have figured it out. Um, but very often it's a question of whether it's the best use of your time and management uh, time. Yeah, and if somebody posted, it was about a uh, social media position and it was like, oh, you know, when you're looking for somebody to do your social media, you need a graphic designer and a copywriter and a content creator and a producer and a video editor and a strategist and a time this and a know this platform. And that and it was like 27 different jobs. So they're like, well, yeah, you know, well, I can outsource it for this or hire somebody for that. I was like, but really you're hiring, you know, 27 people for their own little link in the Look chain. at the post you made for this, for this very podcast, right? You put something up there that had a catchy title, a great graphic, was placed in the right place that people found it, tag, you know, tagged correctly. There is a minimum of three, and I'm probably being kind, of how many failed different experiences before you had the right team to do that, you know, is not nothing. It may seem like nothing to you because you now have it down, but I can speak for a guy where that's not my focus. My focus is more on the search that just getting one great social media post that, that had like, ridiculous interaction, a very typical platform like, um, like LinkedIn, where normally things with, uh, with graphics get no love to see the love that something like that got on a platform as hard to navigate with a non tech where text is one thing, but with graphics, another, it demonstrates it, it is an art and that it's only from that experimentation that you were able to get to that point. Thank you. Yeah, no, totally. And, um, and the funny thing along those lines is, and I think SEO is very similar. Don't expect that one article or that one post to be the entire future of the firm. It's that consistency. It's staying with it. It's keeping, you know, it's showing up with new content. It's getting those links just over and over again for a long period of time. Yeah. And look, it, it, these are all intertwined. It's not like doing the social, if that's what you love, is going to hurt your SEO. It's going to help it. It's just that for most of us in the B2C world, that, that granular focus on the SEO component gets returns because of the search focused nature of people there that works. What, you know, again, there, if you love social and you're in the B2B space and you can keep hammering all of the people that can, that need your help. Or if you know that all of your people, I'm making this off and riffing are at a bar association event and are, the, are always at the D, at the local bar and you're able to geofence it for things. I'm not a big fan of geofencing, but there are exceptions to every rule where you can do things that are really creative if you take what you love and you leverage it. But I think the one thing to make sure is that what you love 
comports with the type of law and the type of eyeballs that you're looking for. Because if you love social, you know, like organic social, that is great, but it is really difficult to make a buck in certain B2C areas compared to others. So it's weighing that, or you say, you know what, there's so much opportunity here. I'm going to get the people from this smaller subset. If that's good enough for you, I'm just sort of somebody who like, I like to try to mix up whatever has the largest search group or not search as in like the local search, but as in what you'll know, figure out where the eyeballs are and then figure right. out which technique will get the bet most love. All right. So as we get towards the end here, anything else that you want to make sure we share? You know, I would say that they're, you know, they're in the SEO world, try to stay away from shiny objects and fairy dust. It's a lot of hard work, as you mentioned a moment of consistency. Um, it's having a plan and sticking with it and looking at whether you're doing it yourself, whether you have an in-house team or whether you have an outsourced team, having a checks and balances to make sure whether it's yourself, it's a calendar reminder saying that I do my content this week. If it's an in-house team, somebody who's reporting to say what they're doing so you don't wake up a year from now saying, what have they done? And if it's an outsourced team, making sure that in my opinion, you don't treat them like a vendor, but rather a partner and you're working collaboratively, but at the same time, to quote Reagan, trust but verify. But Seth, in the you know 45 minutes or so we've been here, I've gotten 15 emails about people that guarantee they can get me on page one of Google, so. And look, and that's the frustrating part because you want it. You want that. At the same time, we both know there are ways to manipulate the search results. There are things we talk about the pulling the permit. I bring that analogy up a lot because, you know, what goes behind the drywall once they did it isn't there. But when the house catches on fire, people are going to know. And here, somebody can do all sorts of crazy manipulative things that pushes your website up on Google. And one day Google says, ah, we look behind the drywall. That's no good. We're pushing you back down. And that's a really painful day. So continuously using best practices, not looking for the shiny object, not that you shouldn't always be tilting at windmills. I love that. But you know, it's almost like how much should you invest in Bitcoin out of your whole portfolio? I'm not, I'm not a cyber person, I should, maybe I should be, but if you listen to the Mark Cubans of this world, 10%, you wanna spend 10% of your time going after shiny objects, great, and make that your hobby. And it, it may turn into something, but I've been a big believer with rare, rare exceptions. If you're second or third to the race, you'll be fine. Over 10 years, I talked about geofencing before, people sold me geofencing that just didn't work at all. Slowly, I'm seeing some case studies where elements are working great. But if I had invested in your 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, et cetera, from the guys selling me those shiny objects, I would have lost in every single one of them. And yeah. you know what? If, if I have to wait a month or two before determining yes, that's a viable way. Fine. So true. All right. So let's talk about our next episode. Then we'll come back for your biggest nugget of wisdom, the final takeaway. For those who've enjoyed this show, want to stay active and learn something, uh, we're going to do a little bit different of an episode next time. On October 21st at 1.30 p.m., we're going to have Thane Brown, our own uh, our lead builder, on to talk about how to work smarter, not harder, something you know I'm a huge fan of, the top CRM do's and don'ts. So that is on October 21st at 1.30 p.m. with Dane Brown from Legalese Marketing. We'll talk about the do and don'ts for CRMs. But Seth, I'm not going to let you go without that final nugget of wisdom. We've gotten so much out of you, but I want a little bit more. You if, know, I, yeah. I think that I'm going to go with, you know, have, have a plan and stick with it. It really, I mean, again, it's, it doesn't, it's not exciting. It's not sexy. But the idea is that 
it is each of these elements put together over time, almost like compound interest that is going to pay dividends. And if you're just starting out, okay, I'll say this. If you're just starting out and I'm pivoting from the fundamentals of SEO to the local search, if you're just starting out, people talk about branding the firm, you know, using the types of law that you want in your brand currently is giving you a pop in the three pack. And so I would say that would be the thing I would do short term if you're launching and you want to compete against big boys, that it'll give you a leg up. It legitimizes it because you're going to do it with the Better Business Bureau that way. You're going to, do your, you're going to register with the state that way, and it'll give you some protection with Google. But that is right now something that's moving the needle more than you would think for what it is. Don't know how long it'll last, but for now, that, that would seem if you're just starting out and you're trying to figure out that big bump to come out, try that. And super secret, you can always change the plan. It's okay. It's not etched in stone like a, one of the Ten Commandments. But if you don't have that plan at all, that's like driving in the car without an idea where you want to go. You have no idea if you're closer or farther from where you want to be. Right. And that's, look, and that's one reason to, you know, I'm not one of the people who say you must outsource, but that's one reason. If you're not going to have the plan, if you're going to be all over the place, that would be the reason that someone to keep you on track for what you're doing. Awesome. So Seth Price of Price Benowitz and Blue Shark Digital, um, hands down one of the smartest and most well-liked people in the industry because both of those are pretty important. And it's certainly the second one is probably based somewhat on the first one. So thank you so much for spending some time with us. Absolutely. Love the joy. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of Exhibit A Attorneys. If you're interested in becoming the Exhibit A of a successful attorney, please check us out at LegalEaseMarketing.com, E-A-S-E. -E.